0: Yeah, that was the scary thing. The the blood clots that the thing is the blood clots then have also messed with my heart because it you know, the whole system was down at that point. Kinda like uh, you know, a website being down. So so it, it's messed with it all. And I was told back then, four years ago, that if I didn't lose weight in potentially five years, I could die. That would be it.
1: You are now listening to Linguini's Dough. All right. So this is just a quick little post-production thing. This episode was recorded in October. I kind of took a little bit of a break from podcasting. uh, So I'm releasing it now. All right. Let's finish this dough. All right. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Linguini's Dough. For the month of October, I wanted to kind of talk about uh, fears and um just thought, you know, it's spooky season, so I kind of wanted to go with that theme. Um, this episode is with Daniel. He has a site called FastingDice.com, and it's, n- it's not exactly a fear per se, but I mean, there are scary parts to it, and there's also a really good story to it. Why don't you tell us a, bit, a, bit, a little bit about yourself, Daniel?
0: Yeah, so uh, my name is Daniel. Um, about four years ago, I was nearly dead in um, what they call an end-of-life room at my uh, hospital here. Uh, basically what they had discovered was I had blood clots in my lungs and right leg. From what I was told, if you have a blood clot in your lung, you have a 20% chance of survival. And I had multiple. And on top of that, I had been born with a heart defect. So I had a lot of things going against me. And, uh, it was a pretty scary situation.
1: That's beyond scary. I mean, um, just knowing that you had multiple blood clots, um, so yeah, and then you, you you said you have a website. It's uh, FastingDice.com, is that correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I've lost like 120 pounds in about like seven to eight months uh, through intermittent fasting. And I'm just really passionate about it now. And so to help people, I've created these uh, Fasting Dice. Um, still not available yet. We're working on the final designs, but um, yeah, pretty excited about it.
1: That is way exciting. I guess let's start with the near-death experience since – uh, that sounds like the earliest thing out of what we're going to be talking about to happen. Um sure. Yeah, so I guess let's just start what what is a blood clot for those like I am not that medically knowledgeable. I know blood clots bla- bad but uh what what is a blood clot? I can't speak. Uh, it's
0: okay. So uh yeah, that that's kind of like a blood clot, it kind of gets in the way and uh in blocks flow and uh they're pretty dangerous. I know that like even one in your leg can be potentially fatal because the the clot itself, it's like a, a little mass is my understanding. It's like hardened chunks of blood and it can break off if it's in your leg. And as your body, you know, as the blood s- circulates, it can get into your heart or in your lungs and potentially kill you. So the fact that I had some already in my lungs is not a good thing.
1: What exactly, I mean, I mean, obviously, yeah blood in your lungs that's not good but does it kind of just stop um is it just kind of fill up in your lungs and like how does it work with the lungs because that's it
0: can stop the function of the organ it's in so if it's in your heart or it's in your lungs it it can prevent that because if blood and oxygen cannot get into those areas it's gonna it's gonna kill it
1: oh gotcha so the blood clot kind of stops blood Uh uh-huh it stops the flow okay that makes sense um And then you had a lot in, you had multiple in your lungs, from what I understand.
0: In my lungs and my right leg. So all the bad spots.
1: Yeah, that's not good. Um, What about, uh, you said, I guess I forgot to mention this. You had the heart disease, the the heart defect. What heart defect was that?
0: Yeah, so I was born with something called uh, transposition of the greater valves. Uh, Basically, the uh, valves in your heart, they're supposed to be like X-shaped. Like they, they kind of flow in an X pattern. And mine were born kind of like an equal sign. So they don't flow correctly. Uh, Apparently, it's a a fairly, uh, I mean, no heart defect is common, per se. But of them, this is one of the more regular ones. And so there's a lot of adults who live with that, and it's fine. It's it's just that you have a, a different style of heart, and it functions a little bit differently.
1: So you just have to be kind of careful of it?
0: yeah i mean up until my situation like i there was no medications no nothing like the the only thing is i was advised not to play contact sports as a kid because if i got hit in the heart like that might kind of mess up but i i think that was more precaution than anything
1: yeah they just wanted to play it safe so it didn't it didn't really affect how you grew up a whole lot then
0: no not really and it's my understanding that nowadays like they they can fix it like if your child is born with that, it's not an issue at all. I think like right around 15 or 16 they go in and, and they fix it and as an adult, they'll never deal with it.
1: Okay, so for the most part, um, it's it's just there it was it kind of it was just a scarier part of when you were at that lot le- in life near death experience.
0: Yeah, that was the scary thing the the blood clots that the thing is the blood clots then, have also messed with my heart because it, you know the whole system was down at that point kind of like uh you know a website being down so so it, it's messed with it all and i was told back then 4 years ago that if i didn't lose weight in potentially 5 years i could die that would be it
1: did that scare you
0: well of course i mean nobody wants to hear that hey here's the time frame you got left
1: no that's that's a terrible thing to actually hear yeah and that's what that is what you did here or um you're like if is this when you wanted to go start losing weight
0: yeah because they told me if i don't lose weight that that's it like i i need to and so um so i did everything i could to lose weight like i tried calorie restriction tried adkins i tried uh point systems i mean you name it i tried it and uh, i even got to the point that i i looked at weight loss surgery oh wow yeah
1: how much did you weigh before uh, they told you that, or when they told you that?
0: At, at my biggest, I was right around 460.
1: four sixty. Oh, wow! Yeah, so you've big lost boy. about. So you're weighing. I uh, you don't mind me asking, right?
0: I mean, it's embarrassing to say at times, but yes, I, I get
1: it. Yeah, so yeah. you're weighing because you lost one hundred twenty pounds, right? So far, yeah. Yeah, so that means
0: I still got more to go, and I'm doing it, and that's the great thing about fasting is that it continues to keep going.
1: Yeah. Oh, you mentioned you did you you're using intermittent fasting right now. Uh, what yeah, is? Yeah, intermi- I've done some
0: prolonged fast, and I've done intermittent fasting.
1: And prolonged. Okay. What's okay? Tell us what intermittent fasting is and what prolonged yeah. fasting is.
0: So intermittent fasting, the best way to describe it is a daily fast, right? So. Whether you're fasting for 16 hours a day or you know, 23 hours a day and you only allow one meal a day, whatever your time frame is within that, that's intermittent fasting. Uh, an extended fast would be more than a day. So the longest I've gone personally is six days.
1: Interesting. So kind of, um, I'm just trying to understand a little better, is with intermittent, it's It's a daily fast or or like within a time frame?
0: It is a daily fast within a time frame. So most people pick a a time frame that works for them and they may only have dinner or only have lunch or have lunch and dinner or breakfast and lunch, something like that.
1: Yeah. And it's so, so if I were, let's say example, I'm like, hey, I'm going to do intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. um, every day between 12 to six. The, the time between 12 and 6, that's when I'm fasting. Is that correct? No,
0: that would be – 12 and 6 would probably be your eating window. So, like, you start eating at noon and you're done by 6.
1: Uh, okay, so would it be just outside of that that little window?
0: Right. Anything outside of that that feeding or eating window is your fast. The great thing is a lot of that is sleeping, right? So that helps.
1: Yeah. Sleeping is quite a nice feature. In that Indeed. sense. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, yeah, that makes sense to me now. Um, I just learned something new. I, I'm a skinny guy, so I, I I don't know too much about it. Um, that's okay. And then there's prolonging fast, or what was it? Pro Prolonged fasting. Prolonged yeah. fasting, yeah. So that, as you said, is when... that's when Multiple days. Multiple days, and that's within... So that's not like... Like intermittent fasting had that eating period. Mm-hmm. Uh, prolonged... Oh, that makes sense. Prolonged. That's where you go multiple days doing that fast part of it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And then uh, like medically, there was a a guy in – was it in the – I think early 1920s or something like that. Um, Yeah, he went 382 days because he was so large and wanted to lose a bunch of weight and and he did it.
1: Within that, you're, you're, you still get to eat food. Is that correct? Or no, no cause you're okay. not eating
0: w- with fasting. That's,
1: that's just how it works. Okay. Okay. That, yeah. that helps uh, clarify it. I was, um, that's just new to me. So it's interesting. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the,
0: the great thing too, is like, it's not just for weight loss, right? There's all sorts of benefits, even for a skinny person to do a prolonged fast,
1: yeah, what what type would you kind of imagine?
0: Well, so in 2016, the guy who the doctor who won the Nobel Prize for Medicine won it by showing the benefits of uh, apothegy, which is uh, some a state of being that happens to you after uh, 24 hours of fasting. And so, what they have shown is there are benefits for cancer prevention, dementia prevention. Uh, inflammation, so like, inflammation causes a lot of problems with like uh, uh, arthritis and things like that.
1: You know? Oh, interesting. So it's yeah. overall just healthy. Oh, cool. Overall,
0: just healthy. So you know, depending on who you ask, what study you look at, they they say that hey, maybe maybe a uh, once a year a prolonged fast of three or four days, even for a for a skinny person, wouldn't be a bad thing. It would help them out a lot.
1: Oh. I'll have to look into that. Kind of see yeah. if, if it would suit me, if I could yeah. even handle it. <laughs> that's probably the real question. Um, it's well, I wouldn't.
0: I wouldn't just you know go from regular eating to that. Like it, it's like a marathon, right? You don't just get off the couch and start running. You gotta you gotta take some laps around the block first and build yourself up.
1: Yeah, let's. I mean, you're mentioning that, and I'm sure that's something you had to do. I mean, um, I mean, I'm sure that most of your starting motivation was kind of, or discipline even was that near death experience. Um, oh, yeah. but what other motivation may me or discipline did you have?
0: You know, very early on when I was trying everything else and it just wasn't working, uh, that was very, um, frustrating and disheartening. Right. Because like you, you've got this clock in the back of your head that, you know, you've got five years, so you're trying to get it done. And then, you know, the things you're doing aren't working and like you just feel like do, do i literally curl up and die you know
1: yeah i mean that's scary and next yeah. year would have been the fifth year too correct correct wow I'm, yeah i'm glad you went through that journey um i want to yeah oh, go ahead. oh no I,
0: I like my cardiologist has said that i'm i'm doing so much better now that you know now he talks about like living 20, 30 years, and then maybe potentially having some sort of procedure for my heart. But for the time being, I'm doing great.
1: Yeah, it's going to give you a lot more life. Uh, how old are you? I'm 40. 40? So, yeah. yeah. That's a good, that's a solid 20 years that um, are actually very important. Yeah. Um, cool. So what about any, did you do any exercise in this process?
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, once, once I figured out fasting, I mean... Even all, all with everything else, I was exercising and trying things, but it wasn't working. So the honestly it, it's it's nutrition more than exercise that's gonna help somebody.
1: yeah. Were you doing any exercise before the experience?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I used to love to go lift weights.
1: so that was just nothing new. It was just kind of part of it, but not the main thing to actually get you to lose weight.
0: Correct. And then like spending so much time in the hospital, like there was, there was one period within that, that, uh, they had pumped me up with so many, um, blood thinners to get rid of the clots that I actually started having internal bleeding. So I was confined to the bed for over a week. And in that time, uh, that small amount of time, there was some atrophy that I had to fight over as well.
1: What is the atrophy? How do you say
0: it? Atrophy. It's, uh, 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 when you're, when you don't use your muscles, they, they literally just start wasting away.
1: Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. I, I didn't know yeah. what it was called, but I've heard of it. Yeah. And you kind of have to retrain yourself to use those muscles, correct? Well, it's not
0: just retraining. you got to strengthen them again, too.
1: Yeah. It's it's a whole process. And even just that week was enough to start making them go atrophy?
0: Well, you got to think. It wasn't just the week of being confined to the bed, but the entire time I was mainly in the bed. So, oh. yeah. Like, it. It wasn't good.
1: No. Not at all.
0: I mean, I was to the point where I couldn't. I literally could not walk to the bathroom.
1: Would you have to like the doctors kind of have to? Would they carry you there, or would they kind of just maybe use a, a bottle? What would they do?
0: I. There was like a little side toilet that they let me use, or a bottle.
1: Oh, gotcha. Yeah. How do you think your personality's kind of changed since? I mean, this whole experience.
0: You know, as, as cliche and cheesy as it sounds, it makes you appreciate life more.
1: Oh, I want to, I want to I dive deeper into that because, um, before this moment, you're like, oh, I have, I mean, you were, uh, you were 35 at the time I would around there. Yeah. yeah roughly. Yeah. 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 So you're like, oh, I still have, I mean, the average dying age is 80. So you're like, oh, I still got time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't really think about that. You just kind of take it for granted. Yeah. What what ways do you feel like you – what things do you feel like you took for granted uh, then versus now? So at the time,
0: um, I had worked in, in television producing and, and development, right? So I was creating and developing TV shows or helping businesses or nonprofits create, you know, video production. Uh, I had created shows on my local, national, and international level. So for me, you know – all i cared about was making another show or or you know selling something to a network and just enjoying my career
1: making uh, some money and just i don't know what the career stuff is yeah, Well not do. just
0: that but like for me um content creation has always been just something i enjoy i'm pretty passionate about storytelling it's the one thing that other than music it it's the one thing that that every culture has is we tell our stories. It's so what we do just as people, right? Like we meet someone new, and what do we say? Hey, tell me about yourself. Tell me your story. Tell me, you know, mm-hmm. what do you do? You know, what do you like to do for fun? That kind of stuff.
1: Those yeah. are all our stories. It's a yeah, like you said, it is a big part of our culture. I mean, even here, I'm like before we started, I'm like, well, who are you? I, I've never, yeah. I never talked to you previously to prior to a week ago, so yeah, I had to find out.
0: Yeah, um, for sure.
1: And the storytelling is just huge.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, if we do that, like even in our families, right? We all have family stories that we share or, you know, it's just, it's a thing we do.
1: It's, 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 it's the search for who we are, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And where we come from, because usually those stories are from the past.
1: Yeah. Usually they're not in the present. Right. But the present becomes the past.
0: (laughs) Yes. Time Uh, is a flat circle.
1: It is. <laughs> it's like the food cycle. Um, yeah. Cool. What did your diet look like with intermittent fasting? Well, never mind. That's that's a silly question to ask. Intermittent fasting is where you you stop eating. So yeah. Um, but you did it during that. What what time? Because you said it's intermittent. I can't even speak, bro. Um, yeah. So I
0: I I would first. So it's like I'm saying, right? With the with the marathon analogy. I started with a 12-hour window and slowly worked it down, right? I would get used to the 12 hours, then I would knock off an hour or two, and then, you know, try that for a few days or a week, and then just march down the line till I got to one meal a day. And, and I did that for a really long time. That got comfortable, and then eventually, I started going a few days at a time here and there. Um, now, with my dice, because I have the, uh, the, the fasting dice prototypes, I every day I just roll my dice and figure out my new windows, so one dice tells me how long I'm gonna fast, and then the other one tells me um what my eating window will be for that day.
1: Oh, okay, we haven't actually talked about those dice a whole lot, so yeah. on your website you you're you're making these dice uh yeah, you take it from here,
0: yeah, so you know um i I like to have fun, I like to change things up. I know that um. Yeah, professional bodybuilders will talk about like changing things up in the gym, changing up your nutrition just because your body gets used to things and you got to almost trick it, right? So with that in mind, I started thinking like, well, why couldn't I roll some dice and figure out my fasting times, you know? And uh, I looked around to see if like anyone made anything like that. They didn't. I thought that was crazy. And so I, I filed for the patent and I created fasting dice.
1: I, something I really like about them is just how simple they are. I mean, I've never yeah. rolled one, but they are super simple like you just roll a dice and you're like, "Oh, that's that's what my diet is." Yeah, and the great thing about fasting
0: is it fits with any diet. So like if you're eating, you know, like a high protein, uh low carb diet, great. You can fast and and eat your meals in that setting within those times, right? Or if you're doing some like point system based or calorie restriction, it all works. It's just you can add fasting to it for sure. Or if you want to go vegan or vegetarian, all works. It's great.
1: It kind of sounds like it's uh, not, the goal is not to make it like some super strict thing, but rather a, um, like, I don't know how to explain it, but like a lifestyle. Yeah. Something that you can enjoy versus something Mm -hmm. that you're like, I'm miserable having this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the great
0: thing about fasting is like, Anyone can do it, right? Like, well, of course, talk to your doctor because I don't know all your, your, you know, um, variables in your health history. So, like, talk to your doctor and make sure that it's safe for you. But if it is, anyone can do this, right? And it doesn't cost you anything.
1: No. As long as you don't go to KFC and buy that bucket.
0: <laughs> right? Or, or get a giant pizza or whatever. Like, whatever fast food you want to go get.
1: What would you say in regards to doctors? How have they maybe affected your diet over the past four years?
0: You know, in my experience, it's been, it's not necessarily the doctors give you a diet. More often than not, they, they will send you to a, a nutritionist or a dietitian to kind of evaluate that. Um, but they are supportive, uh, at least my doctors have been supportive of fasting. Uh, I'll give you an idea. So a couple months ago, I had to go to my hematologist, my blood doctor, right? And last year, before I lost all the weight, um, he did a blood test on me. And of course, I've been taking medications, right? And the med showed that my blood work was getting better, but it was, you know, there was still, you know, I, I'd been a sick person, so like, it was tough. Yeah. Then um, this last time I, I did my blood work, so like two months ago and he walks in he's got the results and he goes uh this is great your your blood work is perfect wow yeah and i go well you mean for somebody like me who's been sick and like has issues he's like no 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 no. it is perfect
1: how how long ago was that again sorry you told me but two two months two months ago wow good job man that's impressive Um, yeah and that's not even and
0: I 100% attribute that to the fasting, right?
1: Uh, I kind of realized this was – so it was in the past seven to eight months that you actually lost that uh, 120 pounds, correct? Correct. Yes. So before that, what were the types of things that you would try and maybe wouldn't work or I just – Oh, like yeah. I said, I tried everything,
0: right, from uh, calorie restriction to point systems uh, to classes. I even looked into weight loss surgery.
1: That's right. I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. Um, why didn't you decide to go with weight loss surgery?
0: So for myself, right, I, I have a family member who had weight loss surgery about 10 years ago and he lost a bunch of weight. He did very well. But then a few years after that, so maybe like two, three years after the surgery, he, he gained it all back and has since gotten even bigger at this point
1: so it's it can so it very much could be just a one-time thing and if you don't actually change yourself it's just all gonna come back
0: it can and and um, from part of my my concern too was you know I, I don't know how much you know about weight loss surgery but they literally change the makeup of your digestive tract they they will depending on which version of the surgery you have but they they cut out your stomach or cut out the ability to reach it and bring your intestines up and connect it to your esophagus. And you have like a, basically a, a golf ball for a stomach.
1: Oh, so yeah. th- that's interesting. That's kind of scary too.
0: Yeah. And, and that's for life, right? That never changes.
1: No, you can't undo this.
0: You cannot undo it. And, and, uh, so I was willing to do that, but then I, you know, my background is is a lot of research, right, for creating shows. So I, I started doing research, and I looked at, um, I looked at some of the the studies on the effectiveness of weight loss surgery, and it is effective, but the, but it's only effective for a lot of people early on, and a lot of people gain their weight back, and so that that was disheartening. Then I started looking at uh, YouTube accounts and. Uh, Instagram accounts of, of people who have lost a lot of weight, uh, both through surgery. And then I from the surgery, I found out about fasting. And what it seemed to me was people who had the surgery, they might lose weight at a faster rate for like the first month or two. But then it starts kind of evening out to like regular weight loss eventually. And after about a year, it's about the same as regular weight loss. Whereas what I noticed with people who did intermittent fasting or or extended fasting, they were losing weight pretty consistent. So maybe the surgery like lapped them that first two months. But after that, it was still consistent and faster than weight loss surgery. And they were not changing their insides.
1: No, probably cheaper as well, I'd imagine.
0: Well, you go from free to, you know, tens of thousands of dollars for a surgery.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's pricey. Yeah. And and the other
0: thing I noticed too about those who were fasting, it seemed to me that they were making those literal lifestyle changes because they were changing their relationship with food.
1: What, um, when, when you like looked at those different methods and was like, or when you tried those different methods and they didn't work, how did you keep your mind set up about it?
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. It was, it was crushing, right? Because like, I still got that clock in the back of my head, no matter what. So, like, it's not the same as somebody else who's like, well, I, I tried this. It didn't work. I guess I'll try something else. Like, every month or every couple months that, you know, I wasn't losing weight or gaining or, or stagnating was just – that was losing time off my clock.
1: That's scary. That's yeah. – I mean, that's just like anxiety that that's there I mean, I'm, I'm sure you still get it since you just never know.
0: Right. I mean, you never know. You could get hit by a bus tomorrow, but still.
1: Who do you think this type of fasting, intermittent fasting, is not for?
0: Who it's not for? Yes. Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't know. That, that's why I always advise people to talk to your doctor first before you get started.
1: Yeah. They, uh, they know your body a little bit better than...
0: <laughs> I mean, if it's, if it's your doctor, they specifically know your medical history, so... Yeah. Who else is better to know?
1: Exactly. What What do you think the next few years look like with this fasting for you?
0: Man, it looks great. I, I'm so excited that I'm able to do so much more. Uh, you know, my my mobility, my life quality, all of it is just so much better.
1: And it, do you, does it still go at like a kind of consistent rate on how much weight you're losing each month? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's about three to five pounds a week. Um, you know, Just it just kind of depends.
1: And what about cheat days? Do you have, uh, like, cheat days?
0: Oh, yeah, you got to live. Um, I, I don't have a day. I may have a meal, uh-huh. you know. Uh, I have discovered for myself a whole cheat day will sideline a lot of progress. Um, so I don't want to do that. But, you know, just sometimes I'll go out with a girlfriend and, and get, you know, pizza or sushi or something
1: and do you kind of just keep it reasonable like
0: yeah yeah yeah. you don't go nuts no the
1: the other thing too is
0: like i've noticed with the fasting i mean i I wouldn't say it's physically shrunk my stomach but like what what i feel that i can take in has greatly reduced
1: oh yeah i know from what i understand is stomachs um if you eat a lot you can kind of expand them Mm -hmm. and that's just something that can happen so you kind of have the opposite effect
0: it has the opposite effect so uh it's
1: great that way uh do you have any uh, like people you do this with um i don't know just no i
0: mean i I have supportive family i I have supportive friends but nobody like goes with me
1: yeah would you would you find it helpful if you had someone that's like yep i'm doing this with you i mean i I guess it,
0: it since i don't have that it's hard to say but um I definitely, I'm like part of like Facebook groups where we talk about our fasting and I guess maybe through that, like that, that's helpful.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that's helped. And plus you get their views on how they, they handle it too, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like Facebook or Reddit, like there's communities. I I have noticed my energy level just continues to increase Oh. and I'm able to do more without getting tired, without, you know, I, I wake up alert, ready to go, like. I'm not, you know, I'm not a morning person, but I do feel good in the morning.
1: Yeah. You have more of that. You have more of that quote unquote morning energy, I guess.
0: I guess. Yeah. Maybe that's the way to put it. Um, but it's great, man.
1: Would, would, what would you recommend for people that are starting to get into it? I mean, I guess there's, yeah, the doctor, um, let's say the doctor's like, yeah, intermittent fasting, I'd suggest it from there. What tips do you have?
0: So, uh, if, if you're starting out, you know, start out with, with a reasonable window and then, and then go from there, uh, collapse your window as you feel, as you see fit, right? Um, depends on the person too. Like if they've got a lot of weight to lose, you may want to eventually get to one meal a day to help you like turbocharge that weight loss. But if you're, you know, typical average weight person, totally fine. Um, you know, eight or six hour, um, Eating window is probably fine, just like lunch and dinner or breakfast and lunch, whatever. Um, you you'll be fine with fasting. It's just it. Take your time with it. Don't don't try to rush it. I I do have on my website on fastingdice.com. I created a guide for more of the emotional side of of dealing with weight loss, and and I have some tips in there like just some things that have helped me as I've gone through this.
1: Yeah. Why don't, why don't we talk a little bit about the emotional side? Cause that's for me, if I've ever tried dieting or I need to go to the gym, but that's the other thing. It's the emotions that kind of kill me because I know it's about discipline, but there are the emotions. Um, yeah. So one of the things
0: that has really helped me, and this is in my guide, I'll, I'll give you this one, you know, um, I wrote, so granted, everyone says write down your goals, right? But what I also did is I wrote down my goals and then I wrote down what I believe I will feel emotionally once I reach those goals, once I've achieved them, what that's going to mean to me, right? And I have found that that puts an emotional connection to my goals and makes it a lot harder to do any sort of self-sabotage.
1: Basically, I'm trying to expand on the sabotage. So, if you didn't put those goals into perspective beforehand, then otherwise you might sabotage or make yourself feel down over the goals. If that makes sense. What do you let mean me by know. that? Yeah, <laughs> no worries. Okay, um, yeah. let me let me draw this out. So, so y- you you write down your goal, right? Mm-hmm. And then you think on that. You're like, what do I want to f- fill when I get to this goal? Is that correct?
0: Not what do I want to feel, but how do I imagine I will feel?
1: How do right? I imagine Put
0: yourself in that position? You hey. know, if
1: you're,
0: you know, if you're trying to be as big as the rock, right? How are you going to feel when you get there?
1: Mm, I like it. Okay, so from there, you you imagine how you're going to feel once you, um, at the end of the week, lost those three to five pounds. So then you yeah. get there. Um, and then from there that just helps have a more positive mindset versus if you just made the goal and got there um or didn't get there yeah
0: i so i'll, I'll say this um i i think that that concept of writing down your goals and c- connecting an emotion to it 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 works for anything not just weight loss or or health right so if you're trying to i don't know uh, fix up a restore a car, right? So you've got this junker car in your garage and you go and you tinker with it every now and then. Well, what are you going to feel like when you, when you finally get to drive that thing all fixed up and painted and, and ready to go, right? You, you're going to have a sense of pride because you, you worked on it so hard. You're going to feel great that, that it's finally accomplished. You're going to be proud to show it off. Like write that down, feel that. Imagine what that's going to be like.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're not going to work as hard for the goal if you don't imagine it, right? Yeah, yeah. Versus if it was just a goal, that it's just a goal. It's just, that's what it is. Yeah, whether it's just sitting in your
0: garage collecting rust and, you know, I'll get to it later.
1: So for you, it was kind of this, um, you you had to learn how to make these priorities. You had to learn how to make those goals important, just aside from, obviously, the, the timeline that was going on in your head.
0: Right, right.
1: Cool. Well, that's interesting. I'd, I've never looked at goals in that sense. I always go, um, usually for me, my goals, they kind of, they go from, I just, I just, I like checking them off, I guess. And mm-hmm. that's all I've thought of it. And I've never thought, oh, how will I feel? How will I feel when I get to this point in my life or when I make more money or etc. So, right. Like
0: if I go into my boss's office and ask for a raise, like how am I going to feel if I get it?
1: Exactly. Wow. I like that mindset. So, that's a new mindset I haven't ever really thought of. Um, I just hear, "Oh, make goals, become more successful, uh, mm-hmm. focus." Why? What will you feel when you get that goal? So I'm yeah. glad you brought that up.
0: Yeah. So that that's in my in my guide on FastingDice.com, dot com, and there's a few others in there for people. So, you know, feel free to go get that. That it's absolutely free. Just it, you know.
1: And you could just find that through your website, FastingDice.com? Yeah,
0: FastingDice.com. It's all right there.
1: And I guess I never asked, how how long were you in the hospital when you were in that near-death experience?
0: So I was in for a month, then out for a month, and then back in for another month. Oh. Yeah.
1: And then from there, you got the, oh, this is, unless you lose weight, this is how long you have.
0: Oh, I I, I got that pretty early on, but oh, it was okay. just, just dealing with everything.
1: Yeah. Um do you do you would you consider your life is a lot more together now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um and how is I mean, what does that feel like to feel more together, I guess? It's
0: I I cannot tell you how much joy it gives me that to go from where I was to what I am now, you know, and where I'm going. The I, I was at a point where, like I said, I could not go to the bathroom by myself. I could not walk to it. Um, it when I was in the hospital, I, I needed help bathing, right? I couldn't even do that myself. And to be 35 at that point, and you're basically like, you know, living like that, that's not life, right? That's just surviving. And and I hated it. I absolutely hated it. It, it, And to be where I'm at now where I'm doing things on my own again. I'm, you know, I, I, I can live, I can work. I can, I can do all the things I need to do without thinking about it. Right. It's not like, it's not an issue to, to like, where I'm, I'm pushing myself to get to these levels. No, I can just do it like, like anyone else. Like it's, it's not a problem.
1: You actually have that independence now. It's like oh, right, It's right. just my thing. I do. Yeah. Back to probably before that experience, where again it was your thing to do. It wasn't. You know, right. like Hey, yeah. You knows. don't.
0: It's it's what what is that saying? Uh, you don't you don't realize how much it matters until it's gone.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like that. And I'm sure that saying just fits perfectly into this story. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, that clock. As soon as you found out, you're like, I got to get this done. I, I got to figure this out. And you tried many things and eventually right. you came to intermittent fasting. So Yes. I'm glad to you hear You got to
0: find what works for
1: you, right? Because we all have different bodies, different mindsets and everything.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, people can go to, to, to Fasting Dice. All my social media connections are there too. Uh, we have been posting – uh, by the time this airs, we will have been posting regularly uh, daily rolls. So what that means is I will be rolling the, the dice and giving fasting windows and uh, eating windows every day. And people can see those. And if they want to follow them, that's great. Or if they're just entertained by them, that's great. Uh, we will be doing a crowdfunding campaign eventually to uh, bring the dice out and let people have them and, and use them. Uh, hopefully we will be able to do that in time for uh, the new year. Cause I know there's a lot of new year's resolutions and people want to make those lifestyle changes. So hopefully we will do that in time, but uh, still got to figure out the uh, final, final uh, design of the dice.
1: I'll post links as um, stuff gets updated and see like when the crowdfunding is launched, I'll put a link in there. So,
0: Oh, awesome. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I think that's mostly what we had to talk about, Daniel. Which I, I'm really glad that you got to that improvement state. That's that is beyond imaginable. Like I I can't imagine going to a near death experience, from there to the process of like losing weight, um, being on a strict diet, intermittent. So um, yeah, there's I'm I, sure there's challenges with that.
0: I have had more success with fasting than being on those strict diets. Like to to give you an idea, when I was doing when I was going through the process of the weight loss surgery, like looking into it, right. Part of what they made me do was they put me on a liquid only diet for a month, meaning I could only drink these like meal replacement protein shakes. Right. Uh And within that month I lost 20 pounds. Great. Good to lose some weight. But they told me that was not a fast enough rate for what I was doing. And they accused me of cheating on on it. And I didn't. I know I didn't. And so that was disheartening for me. And then my first month of fasting, I dropped like 35 pounds.
1: That is a 15-pound difference. That's huge.
0: Right. It's almost double. And I was still able to eat. Big difference.
1: Cool. Well, I guess we will move on to the – yeah, thank you so much for being on. Um, Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. Mm-hmm. Guess we'll move on to the next piece of dough now. Do yonder you, We're now moving on to our next piece of dough. All right. For this uh, final segment, or right before the final segment technically, I guess, of dough, uh, I wanted to review the no-phone air. It's a phone I've wanted for so long, I just couldn't justify it for the cost, and I already had a phone. I just couldn't justify it at the time. So for many years, since the iPhone 7, when it released, I just never bought it. Um, I recently did a survey, and that got me enough money to get it without me actually paying anything, and it covered the shipping cost and everything. So it was an amazing deal for me. Um, I believe it only took, I think it took two or three days for it to arrive, so Great um, just great job on shipping. And then the Arrival, it came in a box. And in that box, it was the no phone air. Um, the box was really light. You could throw it around, chuck it around. Uh, pretty is pretty phenomenal how light it was. It didn't feel real. Um, so more specifically, I didn't say this was an unboxing. This is more of a phone review. So the phone itself, um, the screen, it's obviously not there and, and I love it. It's amazing. I can't get distracted. I'm always productive by not using that screen. Um, and it's just crazy if I, I, Oh yeah, sorry. I should mention, I haven't actually opened it, but I already know what it's going to be like. Cause I don't want to lose the phone because if I open it, I might lose it because it's a no phone air and you can't see air, unfortunately. I don't know, man. It's just, that's the main thing. Everything else is pretty standard. Like don't have a headphone jack, Um, it doesn't have bluetooth, it doesn't have phone calling, it doesn't have phone features, and all that stuff is pretty normal, like I I expected that when I bought it, but the main biggest thing is the screen, there's no screen, I can't browse social media, it keeps me productive, Um, I use my phone too much and that's why I got it, because I use my phone too much, Um, so I already know what it's gonna do, which is why I can review it without actually opening it. I will say, the, the packaging, I did think it was going to be see-through. I was a little bit disappointed because now I can't actually look at the phone. I just see air. So there's not really a whole lot to talk about. You get the general idea. It's not for everyone. I think it's for me, and I have absolutely loved it. Um, so we're going to finish this dough now. All right, we've rolled around that dough, put it in the oven. Now we just got to serve the dough. Uh, So the guest in this episode is Daniel, and he's the creator of the FastingDice.com website. Go check it out if that's something you're interested in. And again, thanks a ton for being on. It was truly appreciated. And if you're wondering what linguine's dough is, it's a metaphor. So dough can be made into bread, noodles, pizza, just a whole bunch of other stuff. Same for the things we can talk about. So we can talk about a whole lot of stuff. That's the metaphor. That's what linguine's dough is. And the voice actor in this video is, video, this is a podcast, is user slash Lendry from Reddit, spelled L-E-N-D-R-Y. Go check him out if you want a reliable voice actor. And all music used is from the YouTube audio library. All right. Thanks, guys. Peace.